Pressing On is a podcast where we will look into truths for guys as we live on this journey in life. We'll be looking into real life from a guy's perspective, and we'll be transparently talking through how to grow and become an improved version of who we are. I'm your host, Scott Lessing, former sports medicine athletic trainer and now men's pastor. Well, hey guys, welcome to our very first podcast. Um, I have two other guys with us who will be joining us every single month. Uh, Jordy Vickery is our youth pastor here at Grace Church in Middleburg Heights, and Chris Meekins, he works with our guys in men's ministry. Why are you giving me that look? I'm just wondering what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jordy, just tell us a little bit about who you are, um, how you, you know, where you came from. Yeah. Um... My name's Jordy. I interned here at Grace Church and was like, I want to work here one day. And then I did. And uh, it, it's now been, he's looking for another job. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I met my now wife here and yeah, grew up in Washington State, moved to Ohio. And I miss the adventure, but love the people and I'm making it work, you know. That's awesome, man. Is your, You're doing a great is your job. family still in Washington? No, they all moved here. Oh, really? It was a uh, yeah. I was still in school when it okay, happened. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. They followed you, right? No, Is that what no, you're saying? They followed my dad's job. <laughs> Chris Meekins. Well, I've been here uh, about uh, forty years ago, back in uh, nineteen seventy-eight. My wife and I were looking for God, and uh, I had visited Grace Church when I was in third grade. My dad, we went through some things, and we visited here for a couple months. And when I turned twenty-one, we were looking for God. And uh, I remember this little church I went to when I was a kid. And so we said, hey, let's go check it out. Uh, Joyce and I were dating. We walked in the doors uh, like January 1978. And uh, we've been here ever since. Uh, Raised my kids here, got married here. My wife's on staff here as the women's ministry director. And uh, I do real estate. I'm a retired fireman, but uh, I do real estate. Yeah, and so, you know, we started this podcast, um, God really put it on my heart just to say, hey, can we have something for guys as we just go through life? And the 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 verse that he really put on my heart heavy was Philippians 3.12, which is um, really talking about, you know what, I, I don't have it all together. I, I, I haven't obtained, you know, perfection yet as a guy. I haven't arrived, right? And so what 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 this verse is saying is that we press on to take hold of what what is um, the, the reason that God died for us, which, you know, is, is this, you know, journeying with Jesus uh, until we meet him. And so how do we do that? Um, as we start this journey, you know, with this podcast, it's really for guys who want to grow, who want to become this improved version of who they are. And, you know, so that's, that's, you know, when I reached out to you guys, that's what we were talking about is, you know, this, this podcast is going to be for all of us guys who, who want to take that next step in our journey in life with, you know, going deeper with God. And so, you know, with this podcast, what I thought we'd do, our very first one is is go with something that our senior pastor, Jonathan Schaefer, he shared this story in a sermon a couple months ago about how he was sitting at uh, on a plane with a dude, and this guy was just, you know, sharing for two and a half hours. He, he talked all about, uh, he, you know, all the success that he had in his life. He's 20 years younger than Jonathan, so he was probably 35. And he's talking about all the success that he had throughout his life. And, 
you know, he's talking about all the things that he's accumulated. And Jonathan asked him one question. How's this working out for you? Specifically in your marriage and in your relationships, right? So Meekins, if you were on that plane with Jonathan 30 years ago, when you were 35, what would that question have done to you? Well, uh, 30 years ago, um, I thought that I was the cat's meow. Um, and so uh, I, I, I was in the middle of it. You know, I was, I was 33. I, uh, things were going well. Uh, I had seniority on the fire department. I was uh, just, uh, you know, I had four kids at home. And, uh, and actually, uh, I asked my wife one day, I was, uh, I I asked my, someone, one of the ministries here was talking about, how would you rate your marriage? And I said, oh, I'd rate it like an eight or nine. <laughs> and I went home and I asked my wife, I said, uh, hey, what would you put our marriage at? And she's like, I'd like four. And I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. And it, it became a reality to me. So someone really did ask me that question. And uh, it, it, it was sobering because... From a man's perspective, you know, hey, the, the kids are well taken care of. The house is being paid for. That you know, the laundry's done. My life is awesome. Right. My wife's like, I'm taking care of the kids. I'm making the house <laughs> payment. I'm doing the laundry. So that's kind of thirty. So years perspective, ago. right? It would it would have been a it would have been a hard question. How about you, Jordy? Yeah. Um, if you were on that plane with Jonathan. Um, I don't know, maybe. Well, even today, what would you say yeah. today? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not 35 yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that, I think, I actually, I'm a, I'm a weirdo. I think about this a lot. I, um, I'm that person who, like, has watched, like, multiple videos of, like, old people giving advice before they, like, die, you know, which oh, sounds really? morbid, or, like, reading those studies on, like, life regrets and things like that. And so I've always been interested in that topic, and... I think one thing that it's brought me to is like, I do think a lot about like where I want to go and what I want to do and how do I want to spend my time. But, but I also like, because of that, I get all these like mini existential crisis. Like, what if I'm not relational enough? What if I'm spending too much time working? You know, like I get all stirred up in these things and upset about it. So I really tried to be intentional and it's tough even when you do think about it, you know, it's kind of just been this constant challenge, but I'm glad I'm thinking about it rather than being hit with it, you know, and being like, man, I really was chasing the wrong things. And I think that's what it does is I think death is puts things in perspective. And I think that's what those questions do. Like, how's this working for your marriage? Or how does this work at the end of your life? It's suddenly like, wow, like, I realize that certain things are more important than other things, and I don't know where that came from, but these circumstances put it in perspective. Yeah. You know, you know for me, I, I, I remember when I was, you know, 32, and I thought our marriage was pretty good. I thought life was good. We had two kids at the time, really young kids, and, um, you know, I, I got a, the shock of my life, you know, when... Um, I was wearing a mask that no one knew about, right? And so when, when, when we look at the circumstances in our life, that's a great way to say it, Jordy. When, when those circumstances in our life reveal or bring something to light, and that's what happened in my life, um, I would have said everything was great, but really there was this underlying um, infection that I just didn't know how to take care of, so I just ignored it. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, I think... For all three of us, no matter where we're at, whatever stage in life we're at, 
what I'm learning is that, A, you're never too old to make changes, no. right? No. And no matter, you know, we'll never arrive. You've never arrived. You'll never fully arrive as a guy, right? It's not like, well, once I'm 40, then I'll start. No, 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 no. No, start, I mean, Jordy, how old are you? 27. So, I mean, I feel like like this is how you've lived all your life, though. Like, you, you, you just, you're a learner by nature, and you always want to grow and become better in whatever you're doing, whether it was construction when you were doing that, or now as a, you know, married guy, you know, leading youth ministry. Like, you're always trying to get better, right? After many years of ignorance and fake it, <laughs> and fake it till you make it, yeah. But well, I, I also think that, you know, you have to go through life thinking, like Jordy's saying, you know, thinking about, okay, what am I going to do next? What's this next thing going to look like? But unfortunately, the reality is, is oh, wait a minute, I prepared for A, but unfortunately, W showed up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I never watched that video. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that my, my, my kid was going to uh, run into a learning disability in junior high. I didn't, right. I didn't have that on my schedule. I yeah. thought, oh, we're going to church or whatever. And so, you know, as much as we want to get ready, the truth is, how do we stay ready mm-hmm. or how do we stay um, teachable? Like yeah, the teachability is really important, right? Um, you know, the, the next thing that Jonathan asked this guy was, you know, you know, so this guy, I don't know how the guy answered all the questions or that one question uh, that, that he threw at him. If it would have been me, I would have put on my you? headset and said, oh, wait a minute, I think I got a podcast to listen to. But <laughs> right. So how's this working out for you? You know, and... and you know, when I was, when we were that age, you know, whatever age it is that Jonathan would have asked us, we had an answer, but there was always another answer that we didn't want anyone to know about. But then Jonathan took this guy to the end of his life and he said, what would a 75-year-old Jordy tell yourself today or Meekins or Scott? Like, Meekins, let's start with you. What, what would a 75-year-old Meekins tell you today? So I, I think that right now... Um, if I were to look back uh, from a spiritual standpoint and just, you know, life is, life is coming at me, uh, like everything's changed. You, it's amazing. You turn, you get a pension, you know, I got fired, but, you know, everything's changing. You're, you're like, okay, wait a minute, where, where, where do I fit in? What do I do? What do I do with this, this experience I have now? Cause I, I don't want to just go cut my grass and go golfing. I just, that's not me. Well, you're and, not a good golfer. I know, so I'm horrible. I am, Jesus, I mean, I look like I'm chopping wood. But, uh, but, but the issue is, is what would a 75-year-old guy say to me is like, enjoy this moment that you're having right now. Enjoy this, that my, my kids are coming out of town. They want to spend time with me. My grandkids, they want, they think, I, they think that I'm the cat's meow, man. My, my grandkids, they just love me. And so I'm like, enjoy this. How would that change direction? Like, like if you didn't hear enjoy this, what would you do instead? I don't have to think about that one. That's, that's a little too deep for me. But I mean, if, if Jonathan says, what would a 75 year old guy say to you? And you're like, well, enjoy this moment. Okay. What, what, are you, what are you doing instead of enjoying the moment? Well, I, I think what happens is, you know, I'm a grumpy. I'm grumpy, man. I'm the, I, I can be a... And so, I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to play with the kids. I, don't, I, I just want to be kind of left alone. I, I like my little retreat. I build a little fire. And so I can get real inclusive. I can get, like, shut down because I'm tired. You get tired. But the point is, is, like, you got the, all eternity to go to sleep, you know? <laughs> 
So, so you would point yourself in a different direction based on this? I would just say be more spontaneous. We, we talked about it the other day. Augmentino's got a book called The Greatest Salesman in the World. And one of the top 10 things is live today like you were going to die tomorrow. Like this was the last day of your yeah. life. And realistically, for a lot of people that are listening, today's their last day that they're going to be living. I mean, people die every day. So what's one step you get off that plane? What's one thing you change today, like for real? I actually uh, shut off that stupid TV and quit watching the news because right now the news is, I don't know to watch CNN, to Fox, to MSN. I I don't know what to watch. In fact, I think I'm not going to watch anything. (laughs) I, I feel like Scott's like holding us accountable. I know. I'm like, what's going on? Wait a minute. Pick on Jordy for a little bit. <laughs> Jordy, we'll, we'll do that. That's a good okay, idea, yeah, Jordy. Let's move to Jordy. How about for you? Like, as, as Jonathan asked that question, what would a, a, a 50-year-old Jordy say to the 27-year-old? I like how you year-old? move the age. Like, I, I couldn't imagine <laughs> out as far. 75, I'll be dead by then. I'll be drooling in a nursing Three home times someplace. my life. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I think I'd probably go back to my existential crisis. Am I spending my time well? But the um, I I think whenever you think about these things, I think it pushes you. I agree with Chris to be more engaged. You know, like it it like when you think about these things, it does change like how you come home from work and greet yeah, your wife. You know, absolutely how you talk to people or how you reach out to family. Like when you think about like the end of your life, you're way more motivated to like be engaged to show up to things. But even in a spiritual sense, like, I think there's a wake up call to like not waste time in your walk with God. Like, oh, I could stay stupid like this <laughs> or I could not because, you know, like you, it, it's like a fire under you. It really is. And I think, yeah, I think it makes your values on relationships. I think it causes you to hold your assets more loosely and just to really love people well. Yeah. I, I think the other thing that I would probably say that I thought a little bit more is is learn how to be in the room. I think at a at a 27-year-old, I think at a, how old are you, like? 46. 46-year-old, 46 and a, at a 63-year-old, you need to learn how to be in the room right now. Yeah. Because you're thinking, wait a minute, I got a career to work on. You got, wait, wait, I got a family, and, you know, I got I got all these things. And I'm like, you know what? You're still in the room. And enjoy being in the room because you get to be with younger people. So I I would say learn how to be in the room today. Yeah. And that's really what you have at every moment. Yeah, because sometimes we we can start thinking about all the other things that are going on or whatever. For for me, like it's slow down. But how do you how do you do that? Go ahead. I'm trying to do way too many things all at once. That's me. Right. I love to climb like 15 mountains at the same time. So we got to be done in like four minutes because we got another meeting after this. But go ahead. <laughs> we do, um, but I, I'm I'm trying not to do so many different things and do them all just okay, but to try to maybe just do one, two, or three things really well, and that's hard for me, you know. So so that's number one. I think the other thing is to just enjoy my kids. Don't jump on them so quickly. I I think you know my kids are sixteen. My son Carter is 16, my daughter Callie is 14, and I can jump on them so quickly sometimes and, and kind of forget, like, Carter's gone in two years right. in college, you know? So um, that, that's for me. If, if Jonathan were, were, to, were to ask me the 75-year-old Scott, what would he say? It would be slow down 
and don't jump on your kids so quickly. What about the spiritual? So, I mean, how do you do this spiritually? I mean, we teach, you know, this is, you know, we're, we're, we're all spiritual. We're all disciples. We're all followers of Jesus. What, I mean, how do you individually, Jordy, like, how do you, how do you make adjustments in your day when someone gives you new information? So that's funny you would ask. If you look at my calendar, you will see notes from like the last like life pivot, like weekly reminders. Like every Thursday, my calendar reminds me to be kind or... Are you serious? Uh, yeah, dead serious. Wow. Like, like I just, I put all these things in my calendar because I used to, I used to have this place I would go. Just on Thursdays? No, I used to have this, well, just Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays <laughs> a good day. Be to kind of Thursday. This um, is my be a Christian day. No, I actually have no clue which one falls on when. They kind of just hit me, but... I used to go to the same spot and like reflect on the last year every year. And I remember going there once and realizing that I had the same goals as last time I was there and like no progress. And that's when the calendar thing started. <laughs> it was like, oh man, like I still have all the same desires I did last time and no change. So I, st- I just needed to see it every day. And I know that's cheesy, but it, um, it was, it's definitely helpful for me, like just subconsciously, like even if it's just, oh, your phone buzzes and it's not a text, it's that reminder, like to see that nonstop, it becomes ingrained within you. It becomes a value, I think. Do you make that like a prayer or something like that? Or is that incorporated in a prayer? Like you're like, yeah. I, I can't do this, God. Yeah. I think that's, you do that in the moment and you have that posture, you know, like you, you have to have that understanding of like. I can't just do this, you know, or you're really not going to get as deep as you could. But I think on a practical level, like if you forget about it the next day, you know, you're not going to be like, oh man, I got really kind the last year. Forgot I prayed that prayer. Like it probably has to be more intentional. And for me, I just need that reminder. So for me, the why is really important. The why behind the what, right? Like um, why? Because people know what. Right. That's that's the whole, that's the craziest thing. You ask someone, hey, what would 75 year old self tell you? You're not 75, you're not smarter yet, but you know deep down there's you know stuff the that you don't want to yeah. address that, and you might not know at all, you might need people to show you some things, but you know something, and I think, yeah, you, you, you have to get people to care, or to, you know, wake up, or engage, or to realize they can do it, or, you know, like, God does want to change you, and he will if you surrender. Like, yeah. So, I mean, that, that self-reflective piece of us is really important, that's really what we're talking about, and... You know, if we were to just even talk about what's going on in the world today, okay, um, we have to be self-reflective, you know, um, with everything that's going on, not with co- just COVID, but now all of the, the racial tension that is for real. It's, it's there, real, man. Right? It's real. Um, and um, what's the why in, in what's our motivation, you know, to bring racial reconciliation, relational reconciliation is really critical, right? And so we have to be self-reflective and say... Well, is there anything inside of me that that I'm struggling with that or that I might be um, looking at people in a wrong way or think about them in a wrong way? Or maybe my actions really show that, too. Um, Or how can I be a part of this racial reconciliation? What what's my part in making this happen? I think that we have to be self-reflective even in all of these things and not just jump on one side or the other. But but first sit in the middle and say, okay, let's let's look at this and let's look at me. And then how is God going to utilize me for this to, to be a part of change as well? I think you, you hit it when you say me. 
I mean, that's who the gospel's talking about. It's talking mm-hmm. to you. It's talking to me. It's not right. talking to the church. It's talking to individuals. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the great thing about Jesus is that Jesus is like, he came to set me free. Right. And he said, came to set you free. And so it's personal. And so we, uh, Scott and I will always talk about uh, things and we have to, uh, we're external Processors. processors, yeah, and so we'll we'll talk about things to process it, and so to go back to a little bit that last segment, I think you're the kind of guy like Jordy's like thinking ahead, we way ahead, yeah, way he's ahead. way ahead. Me ahead and of you, us. you're you're like, oh, I messed up yesterday. I'm always in a repentive mode. That's where <laughs> you're at. You're like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. I probably should calm down, right, and, right, and and go backwards. So you're like. Ready, I'm shoot. I'm a ready, shoot, aim kind of guy. So, aim. so yeah, and, and, and Jordy is, is ready, he processes, he aims, and then he shoots, right? I mean, I think you're really good at that, Jordy. Maybe too hesitant sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and so that's where you, and you, but the good thing is you know that. And so I think with this racial thing, for someone like you and me, we're like, okay, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that because it was insensitive. I probably should have read the article that I was reading the other day and understood it before I flew off the handle where Jordy's like, hey, I need to read this article because it's coming down the pike. I'm going to have to deal with that. And so I need, you know, he needs to motivate himself. I need to just well, shut and, up. And, and I think that's one thing that I've learned a lot, you know, from working with Jordy is, you know, I'm, I, I do a lot more preparation than ever before, you know, like even for, for this podcast, if, Jordy has really helped me see those things a lot differently and even getting here an hour ahead of time to get everything set up instead of just 10 minutes, right? And and it's so important for us to have that ready aim shoot. But Jordy would say that, you know, you, you said you aim, aim, aim sometimes. How do you overcome that? I think you just have to accept that doing something is better than nothing. And I think that's where, like, the problem with the ready aim, aim shoot is hey, I'm going to wait till I have this all figured out. And I think, you know, even tying into our topic, like if you are, if you say like, hey, I want to fix this rough patch in my relationship with a kid or a spouse or whatever it is, it's like, well, I don't know what to say. I don't have it all figured out. Like we just like freeze, you know, and it's say, well, let's just jump in and make an attempt. Even if it's lame, you know, like yeah. let's do something. And I, I think I've, like just realizing that like, Hey, this isn't going to be the best or you're not going to make everyone happy with the solution. Like, and to still move anyway, I think that's the challenge. And I, I think that that's where the Holy Spirit, sorry, I'm Pat, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm just smacking the table. <laughs> but I think that's where the Holy Spirit works in, in people like me, people like, Oh, you're spirit filled. No, I just kind of like do, I do stuff. I have gone back and repented many a times because I've done it. I'm listening to Chris's still small voice rather than the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And learning the, the voice of the Holy Spirit, especially in this, in this world that we live in right now with all the changes that are happening, I, I really need to know the voice of the Spirit saying, no, maybe you ought to just go over there and, and like shake that dude's hand. Or maybe you just need to go, I don't know what to say. Yeah. I just know that I need to come over here and shake your hand. 
Well, so this is the thing. Uh, you know, my I remember my great-grandfather, he left our family. He came to know Jesus. He leaves his family to share the gospel in California. Literally left his family here in Ohio. Isn't that crazy? And stayed out there. He died out there a lonely man. Oh, wow. Right? Safe. So my grandfather was orphaned when he was around eight or nine years old. Huh. Right? My So he had no example as a father okay. growing up. World War II vet. My dad is the, the middle child, two sisters. And my dad has always told me, hey, you know what? I, my, his dad didn't have an example as a father. So my dad is really the first generation of having an example, which, I mean, my grandpa Bob did a great job, but he didn't have an example. He did the best he could. Right. My dad's goal in life was to just be a little bit better than grandpa Bob. As a dad, right? So that's really like what change would my dad, what changes did my dad make in the direction of it? He just wanted to be a little bit better than his father, right? And I I think that's really what we're talking about today. You know, what's one thing that we can do? Now, if, if we live that way every day of our life, you make lots of changes over your lifetime. But if we were to take one step to change the direction that we're on right now, you know, we have to first... No, our, we'd be self-reflective, but what's motivating us? What's motivating us to make these changes? What, what would it be for, for you, Jordy? What's, what motivates you to continue to grow even at 27 years old where you think you have it all together, right? I remember when I was 27, I thought I had it all together. Yeah. You know, you're saying, I don't have it all together. I'm, I'm learning, I'm growing. But, but what is it that motivates you to continue to grow and get better? I think the, I think the, for me, like the God piece in my life, you know, if there's this idea that like Jesus wants to make me into something, I think knowing that potential's there, it's like, man, it's a shame not to become that. Like God's going to keep making me more like him if I'll surrender and I'll reflect and I'll recognize these things. And like, you know, when you think of, oh man, like I'm going to have kids and like who I am determines like the quality of their life in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, as someone who does youth ministry, who I am determines like how, you know, about 200 or more students see Jesus. Like that's, that's motivating. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal. How about for you, Chris? um, Someone sent me a text yesterday. Actually, it was Pastor Jonathan sent me a text and told me how awesome I was, which I was like, he must be drunk. He doesn't do that for me, yeah. I know, I know. (laughs) But anyway, no, Jonathan doesn't drink. But um, he sent me a text, and for whatever reason, I I felt like, I didn't know how, you know, how, oh, thank you, yes, I agree that I'm pretty awesome, you know. (laughs) Uh, But I really appreciate it, but I really wanted to say something back. And uh, here's what came to my mind. I stand on the shoulders of some pretty awesome people. Absolutely. I stand on the shoulders of, like, his dad, Jonathan's dad. I stand on the shoulders of my dad that, that did, like, like your dad. He's first generation. Uh, he was fatherless. You know, he was on his own since he's been 15, 16 years old. And so uh, I stand on the shoulders of some people that really have done some deep, spiritual, hard lifting and the only reason that I go to a church that's awesome is there are some people that did some hard work. Yeah. And so I need to know that. And, and I might, with the world changing, have to let some people stand on my shoulders that don't have any shoulders to stand on. And maybe that's going to be a couple of black guys. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. 
maybe they don't want to stand on my shoulders. Maybe they're like, uh, you're not the guy. Or, or maybe they, I am. But I need to be willing as an older guy to say, you, you're just going to be supporting some other people so that they can stay. We stay and maybe no one even knows that you're doing that. They don't even know. Right? They don't even know I'm doing it. So my job is to be humble, to know. Here's what I've learned. I got nothing that someone didn't pass on to me. My spiritual life, there's a lot of deep spiritual people that handed me a lot of good food. And so I stand on the shoulders of some pretty awesome people. And I have to remember that. Yeah. That I would not be here. There's a book called The Hillbilly Analogy. It's a great uh, just a great book if you want to ever read something. And um, uh, But uh, we all stand on the shoulders of somebody. Yeah. Whether we know it or not. And so... Uh, no so whether that. you let people stand on your shoulders or you're still standing on other people's shoulders, right? But, but, but we have to know what our motive is, right? There, there's a motive for you to say, I'm going to let someone else have the spotlight. Right. I don't need the spotlight. I mean, because the world revolves around me. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm like the center of the universe. <laughs> How about you, Jordy? Yeah, I, um, I, I think my motivation is just what I was saying before i think just the thought of like wow like i represent jesus to a lot of students you know like i set the tone like you know i have 50 i set 50 percent of the tone in my marriage you know (laughs) um is a good way to look at it but 49 percent yeah and then yeah like you know for like a future family as well i think all of that is very motivating for sure yeah well guys you know as we talk today just being self-reflective you know growing in our faith really so that we can become a better version of ourselves tomorrow. Pressing on to take hold of that, which, which we've been given, you know, this new person and who we are in Christ because of Jesus in our lives, grabbing hold of that version of the person who we are so that we can become who God's calling us to be, right? I mean, it's this, he, he's, he's shaping us, he's molding us into be this new version of who we are tomorrow. And it, it, it starts today to press on to do that. So guys, thanks for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you guys, being with you guys next month.